0: of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. I want to talk to you for a few minutes from the simple subject, fret not. Fret not. As Minister Johnson just said, we're only three weeks into 2019, and already it's been a very challenging Year. The year opened with the federal government in a partial shutdown. Some 800,000 workers have been furloughed, and many of them are being tasked to continue to come to work without pay. Credit scores are plummeting. Reports of families maxing out credit cards and taking out payday loans and signature loans to make ends meet are coming in from all over the country. Mortgage payments are being missed. Collateral businesses that depend on the government are being negatively impacted daycare centers that service both children and seniors are being told that unless the shutdown soon ends, supplemental payments for food will cease to be funded in March. Some grocery stores are not accepting food stamps and EBT cards because of the uncertainty about when they will be paid for their products. And all of this has been brought on by a morally bankrupt president who's willing to inflict great pain on poor and working people and project discompassionate hate in the name of border security. Last week, Council members Scott Wilson and Dwight Hudson introduced proposals to reassign designated tax dollars away from agencies that serve the underserved to cover projected shortages and other city parish agencies all the while voting to protect tax exemptions for business and industry that could more than cover the city parishes' shortfalls. It was another reminder of the patriarchy and privilege that exists within our Metro Council that causes them to overlook the duplicity and hypocrisy of their actions. We learned this week that former police officer Youssef Hamada had his termination by the Baton Rouge Police Department overturned on a technicality because his attorney was not present at the time that he was given a polygraph. Mind you, a polygraph that was not relevant to the facts that led to his termination. It was determined by the municipal fire and police service board that Mr. Hamada was wrongfully terminated and that he should be reinstated. While there have been promises from the police chief that his office will appeal the decision, it's yet another indication that police reform in our city, parish, and state is a must and that as long as police officers have rights that are greater than the rights of the citizens they are pledged to serve and protect, there is no such thing as liberty and justice for all. We also saw this week that Jill Dyson, a 17-year member of the East Baton Rouge Parish School Board was elected by her peers to serve as the board's vice president in a vote along racial lines, despite the fact that she signed the petition favoring the incorporation of St. George, which is a first step measure in the process of forming a breakaway independent school district. The fact that she was elected is a clear indication of the lack of concern of the majority of the school board for the best outcome of the children that they were elected to serve. On Wednesday, Reverend Joel Stockstill of Bethany Church published a tweet that contained a video entitled, Blacks in Power Don't Empower Black. The video suggested that black leadership is corrupt and should be eyed with great skepticism, which is just the most recent effort by Stockstill to divisively keep blacks flocking to and financially supporting his white-led church and school. Though they clearly have no respect for black leadership and no compassion for blacks who are marginalized in our community. It's only been 20 days. And with the rancor that exists in our city about a myriad of things, from a deplorable parish prison to a disproportionate number of African-Americans that are mired in our criminal justice system, to the dubious disdain that is displayed by the rich toward the suffering of the poor, one can only imagine what the next 345 days is going to bring. If we're not careful, conditions can leave us feeling defeated, deflated, and Disgusted. And we're left asking ourselves, what do I do to help me cope with this situation? Well, the answer is found in our text today. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Shiloh, there are some evildoers among us. Not just in the White House. Not just in the State House. Not just in boardrooms across our community. Somebody left evil at his house this morning. There are some evildoers on our job. There are some evildoers in our social organization. There are some evildoers all around us. But in the face of evildoers, David tells us, fret not. Fret not simply means don't worry. Advice is repeated throughout. The psalm in verse one, he says, fret not because of evil doers. In verse seven, he says, fret not because of those who prosper in their evil doing. In verse eight, he says, fret not to do evil in response to the evil that has been done to you. Throughout the psalm, David's primary counsel to those who are struggling is fret not. And the word that David gives to his readers is a good word for us today. Somebody is asking themselves, why should I not fret about evildoers and workers of iniquity? And David gives us the answer to the question. In verse 2, he says, because they shall soon be cut down like grass. And wither like the green earth. And in verse 13, he says, the Lord laughs at the wicked because he sees that their day is coming. In verses 14 and 15, he says, the sword that the wicked have drawn will be plunged into their own heart. In verse 38 he says, the transgressors shall be destroyed together. And when you put all of that together, the reason why we need not fret about evildoers is because God is in charge. Now in times like these, it may appear as though the evildoers are in charge. But that's been the case down through the years. In ancient Egypt, Pharaoh thought that he was in charge, but at the Red Sea, he found out that God was in charge. When, when the Hebrew boys told Nebuchadnezzar that they would not bow and he threw them in the fiery furnace, he thought he was in charge when those boys came out without even the smell of smoke on their bodies, Nebuchadnezzar found out that God was in charge. When Jesus was brought before Pilate and he was sentenced to die, Pilate thought that he was in charge. But early that Sunday morning when Jesus rose with all power in his hands, Pilate found out that God was in charge. When Bull Connor was blasting water hoses and loosing dogs on Negroes who were marching for equality, he thought he was in charge. But when Lyndon Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act of 64 and the Voting Rights Act of 65, all of America found out that God was in charge. I'm I'm trying to tell you today that there have always been evildoers. Evil doers who sit in seats of power, evil doers who hold the purse strings of our society and use them as a noose around the necks of the poor, evildoers who utilize fear and intimidation as tactics to maintain their position and the common link to all evildoers is that they think they are in charge. but David reminds us We don't have to fret because of evildoers, because they're not in charge. God is in charge. And my brothers and sisters, there is no failure in God. When I was a teenager, Sister Clara Lyons used to sing a song here in Shiloh that said, don't worry, don't fret. Dry the tears From your eyes, there is no failure in God. Whatever you need, my God will supply. There is no failure in God. When my friends turn their backs on me, I've got a friend in Jesus. Oh, don't you see? There is no failure in God. He's blessed me once. He's blessed me twice. The Lord keeps blessing me all my life. There is no failure in God. I'm not suggesting that there are not evildoers. I know that there are evildoers. I'm only telling you that the word from heaven is that you don't have to fret because of evildoers. Because the evildoers ain't in charge. God is in charge. So then, what do I do as I wrestle with evildoers and the havoc that they wreak? And again, David gives us wise counsel. Trust in the Lord and do good. And so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself In the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the Lord and he shall bring it to pass he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday for those that wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth in other words David's counsel is simply this keep your hand in God's hand. Yeah. Shiloh, that's good counsel, good counsel. Yeah. as we go forward. For somebody in here today, you're at the end of your rope. You're ready to let go. But the counsel from David is don't fret and don't let go. Just tie a knot in the rope and hang on a little while longer. Yeah. Somebody's about to throw away their integrity, fretting about evildoers. But the counsel from David is, don't fret and cease from anger and forsake your wrath. Somebody is tired of having too little while the evildoers have so much. But the counsel from David today is, don't fret about it. I've been young. And now I'm old and I've seen a whole lot of stuff, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. Keeping your hand in God's hand is hard sometimes because God doesn't always do what we want him to to do. God doesn't always bring to us the outcome that we desire but there's something that you need to know from the depth of your heart and that is any way that Jesus fixes it it's going to be all right. So I don't fret about the White House and I don't fret about the Congress. I don't fret about the school board and I don't fret about the metro council. I I don't fret about greedy business people and I don't fret about corrupt preachers. I don't fret about enemies on my trail and I don't fret about those who try to do me harm. I put my hand in the Lord's hand. And he's invited me to live a fret free life. Life In church, there's something good about living a fret-free life. When, When you stop fretting, that's when you start living. When you stop fretting, that's when you start trusting. When you stop fretting, that's when you can watch God move in your life. And I'm glad that I've lived long enough to know that if I put it in his hand, He's able to make everything all right. I live in him. I move in him. I love in him. I serve in him. I forgive in him. I cling to him. I speak out in him because I have my being in him. And so I can say, fret not because of evildoers don't be envious of the workers of iniquity but trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and just watch him watch him Make a way out of no way. Watch him. Make your enemies your footstool. Watch him. Open doors for you that men have closed against you. Watch him. Keep health in your body and sanity in your mind. Watch him. Keep money in your pocket. Watch him keep food on your table. Watch him keep clothes on your back. Watch him make a way. out of no way he's able do you know he's able do you know he's able do I have anybody in here who knows that he's able he picked me up he turned me around he planted my feet on a solid foundation he's able 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 Choir's going to sing a hymn. Deacons are coming across. Ministers.
1: we yeah.